It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm running about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. If you come to site now at Sporting News, you'll get my week one picks against the spread, as well as the week one decider, the stardom Sidham already. We'll go in depth into those games of week one with our matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursdays show as we uh, go into our regular season mode. More on that later, but first I got to tell you that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Yo, so we're hitting a regular season mode, but before we do that, we're going to do 32 teams, 32 bold predictions here. So fantasy football, final pre-draft, preseason thoughts here. Going to go around and hit every team in the show. So we'll go rapid fire, give you what I'm thinking and these are bold predictions, but they're also somewhat reasonable predictions where these are guys I like or don't like, and you adjust uh, there accordingly in your final few drafts here of the season. Hopefully you waited as long as possible. So many things have changed all the way up to kickoff here of the Chiefs-Texans on Thursday. So as you mentioned, uh, matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursday will break down the first half of the games, and then the second half will come on Thursday. So we'll do that every week, our back-to-back matchup shows in the middle. On a typical week, we'll also have a lineup Friday for you. So DFS focus, looking at uh, DraftKings and FanDuel there, the values, the lineups that look pretty good there on those services, as well as some injury updates, uh, late news in the week to help you make better informed decisions when it all is said and done for Sunday, Monday, that good stuff there. And then we'll come back uh, after week one. We'll do our roundup Monday. That means uh, going around, looking at every game, the most important takeaways there. Then we do pickup Tuesdays where we uh, look at uh, the Monday night football game and also give you advice on the waiver wire and free agent acquisition budget, who to target that week there, who to prioritize, who to spend most of your money on. So that's how we'll do it here. So we'll go Roundup Monday, pickup Tuesday, matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursday, and lineup Friday. That's how we go into regular season mode, and that starts in the middle of this week, folks. Uh, before we do that, I've got to uh, get some bold predictions out of the way here. So these are the final fantasy football musings, thoughts, kind of uh, projections in my head for all 32 teams. So that'll be a fun show here today to uh, take care of that here. So just things that have uh, stood out to me as we've uh, gotten closer to kickoff here of uh, Chiefs-Texans on Thursday. So let's dive right into it, shall we? We'll go to all the teams here. We'll go from the Arizona Cardinals to the Washington football team here. So we'll take uh, a group of uh, teams, three segments. So we go 10, 11, and 11. That adds up to 32 here. So let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. I've been talking up this guy quite a bit, Kyler Murray. 
Here's my bold prediction with Kyler Murray. I think he will end up as QB1 on the board. That's right. He's a QB1 in terms of starting, but in terms of outscoring everyone, I think he has that type of potential. It's a high-volume passing game. They're going to spread it all around. He's a running quarterback here. This uh, Cardinals defense is a little improved, but you look at uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, second-year breakouts, Kyler Murray is going to have that perfect offense for him. He's stronger. He's a little bit wiser in this Cliff Kingsbury offense. So that's uh, my pick here. For the Cardinals, Kyler Murray will finish as QB1 overall, and that's why I've been advocating to draft him everywhere you can at reasonable value, even if you have to reach a few picks in that 50 range overall in the top overall rankings. All right, so we go from Arizona to Atlanta would be my next team here. Calvin Ridley will finish with Julio Jones as a wide receiver one. That's right. The Atlanta Falcons are going to have two top 12 wide receivers here in 2020. Ridley's going to do it more with the touchdowns and big plays. Julio Jones is going to be the consistent guy, but Ridley's going to have a big year in year three here for the Falcons. It's a pass-happy offense again, just like the Cardinals. Kyler Murray throwing around. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to toss quite a bit, so Matt Ryan's a pretty good value once you get past those dual-threat running quarterbacks who like in the middle of QB1s, but that helps uh, Calvin Ridley can play the outside, can play the slot. I think Ridley has a monster season here and uh, potential that he outscores Julio Jones. So it could be a Chris Godwin, Mike Evans situation developing here, but I just think the Falcons are going to throw a ton. Ridley, Jones, and uh, Aiden Hurst are really the only targets for Matt Ryan, and that means high volume and high production from both wide receivers. All right, we're thinking upside here. So when we go to Baltimore, as we go to our first AFC team bold prediction, it's J.K. Dobbins will finish as an RB1. Yes, I'm looking at this situation. Mark Ingram is still there, but Mark Ingram's getting a little older. Dobbins is explosive. They've hinted at a big role for Dobbins right out of the gate. They're playing the Browns. That's a big opportunity. The run defense had struggled a lot last season. So J.K. Dobbins, I think this backfield is going to flip to him. They didn't expect to get him in the second round, but he became available. And look what they could do here with Dobbins. Number one prolific rushing offense. He's going to break RB1 numbers here. If Mark Ingram was able to do that, I think Ingram fades a little bit and Dobbins gets there. All right, so let's uh, go to the Buffalo Bills. Here's our next team as we stay in the AFC. Josh Allen will not finish as a QB1. That's right. He's going to finish right outside the top 12. Part of it is I already see a half dozen seven players uh, that are already going to score pretty high. When you go down the list, is Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I just mentioned how I like Kyler Murray. That's three right there. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. That's five right there. Matt Ryan, I really like this year as well because of the high volume. That's six. So basically, you're looking at some other guys sneaking in there. Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger and a few other guys that... Uh, could sneak into the top 12, but I think Josh Allen, just with the scoring, he doesn't run as much. That's going to hurt him a little bit passing-wise. I think he drops out of QB1. That's my bold prediction for your Buffalo Bills. Now, for the Carolina Panthers, uh, we had to think bigger here, and Christian McCaffrey is already the number one overall pick consensus in fantasy, as he should be. Monstrous player, running, receiving. Well, let's add this to his prediction here in 2020. 25 combined touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey. I think it's happening. This Joe Brady offense, the Panthers are going to need to move the ball and keep throwing it a lot. And uh, they can score with some teams. I think they'll do it right away against the Raiders. 
They're going to have to score quite a bit. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good distributor there. He's going to trust the running game, lean on it quite a bit here. The backs had monstrous games with Bridgewater. They also finished drives well with Joe Brady. So McCaffrey scores 25 touchdowns. So that's the over-under. I'm going to a 25 at least for Christian McCaffrey here. He's going to have one of those seasons we've seen from Marshall Hawk, Marshall Falk, Priest Holmes, and other those type of doable Durable backs, uh, Sean Alexander, Ladane Tomlinson. That's the kind of uh, season Christian McCaffrey is going to have. According to me, 25 TDs is my bold prediction combined for Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, he's going to pay off as the number one overall pick if he does that. That's for sure. Number six is the Chicago Bears. Not a lot to get excited about with their offense, but I'm going to say this. Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a viable streaming quarterback at some point this season. Now, we're totally off the radar. He's barely won the starting job over Nick Foles. They kind of pushed him. Nick Foles didn't uh, really grab it and take it, so they want to give Trubisky one more shot here. I think he's going to have streaming value. I think they're going to let him run a little bit more. The weapons are pretty decent here. So there's going to be some matchups. We saw a couple years ago, like the Buccaneers game, where he just lights it up and is a very valuable, and he'll have a few uh, potential top five finishes at QB. It's not going to be very consistent. It's not going to be very often. But Trubisky certainly has better tools to an offense here that you would not expect. And if he runs a little bit, that's going to help him yield some um, QB1 finishes as a top five score at the position in some weeks this season. The next guy I look at in sticking with quarterback and next team, the Cincinnati Bengals are next. And it's about Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow is... Uh, Plus down here, it's got a lot of weapons. I think, remember I said Josh Allen's going to finish out of QB1 territory, so not in the top 12. Well, I think Joe Burrow will be one of those new guys that cracked the top 12, much like Kyler Murray, the first overall pick before him. High volume passing game, bad defense here. Has a lot of weapons, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, T. Higgins, uh, some help off the bench, Auden Tate, Joe Mixon out of the backfield. So Joe Burrow... Let him toss a lot. He's going to start wire to wire here as the number one overall pick. And I think he finishes as a back-end QB1. So maybe 11, 12 in that range, maybe 10. But that's how I look at Joe Burrow if you're looking for a sleeper quarterback. The next team that comes up, staying in Ohio and in the AFC North, Odell Beckham Jr. will finish as a comfortable wide receiver one. That means back in the day when it was Antonio Brown and Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins and those guys were battling for the number one pick. Uh, they're among the wide receivers. Beckham lived up to those expectations a few times, a lot with his touchdowns. I think that's what happens here. Big plays, touchdowns, return here for Odell Beckham Jr. He's going to kind of mash up the numbers that Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen put up in the Kevin Stefanski offense for the Vikings. You look at uh, Jarvis Landry banged up as well. So Beckham's going to be highly targeted, highly more efficient. He's fully healthy. And he is your wide receiver one that I'm liking from the Browns. The next team we talk about at number nine here in the alphabetical order, the Dallas Cowboys. Amari Cooper will finish out of the top 20 wide receivers. So I've already hinted at this, but you look at CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. These are kind of co-number ones in this offense. They're going to spread around. Blake Jarwin, the tight end, is going to be involved a little bit more. Cooper can disappear in some tougher games. Michael Gallup actually was the higher targeted receiver last year. So, Armari Cooper is a great reality player, but he's got some pretty solid receivers that can cut into it. Dak Prescott's a little bit more mature. He's going to throw it around in this Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy hybrid offense. 
So Amari Cooper finishes out of the top 20 easily at wide receiver. I don't know if that's that bold. I'll say finishing out of the top 24 makes it a little bolder into that wide receiver three range, but certainly he's not going to live up to expectations if you're going to draft him as a wide receiver one. And finally, our last team we'll get to in this segment before we take our first break. Philip Lindsay of the Broncos will be their leading rusher. So that's what I look at. Uh, Melvin Gordon's in the mix. He's expected to lead, but they're starting to talk more about a gordon Lindsay split. I think Gordon's going to have some injury issues. Durability concerns there are going to pile up. Lindsay's going to be motivated that they signed Gordon there late in free agency. Philip Lindsay is going to be the Broncos' leading rusher. That's our bold prediction number 10. That leaves another 22 bold predictions to go here on the show. But first, I got to tell you more about rockauto.com. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? and end up choosing the only brand his warehouse captains to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. With the rockauto.com catalog, you'll get something unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. At rockauto.com, you'll find everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for a classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to uh, start looking at uh, the bold predictions uh, with the Detroit Lions here in 2020 fantasy football. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, uh, we got 22 teams to go. We uh, finished with Dallas and Denver. We're still on the Ds. One more team, that's Detroit Lions here. And uh, Marvin Jones is my bold prediction there. I'm not feeling it with the backfield now with Adrian Peterson in the mix. Kenny Galladay is Kenny Galladay. Matthew Stafford is pretty solid. I'm going to say Marvin Jones scores 12 TDs here in uh, 2020. Why that specific number? I'm not sure. But the fact that he's going to score quite a bit should be no surprise. He's a scoring player here for the most part. Uh, They do have two very good touchdown making wide receivers there in Galladay and Jones. Jones is going to lead the team, and he could easily lead the NFL with 12 as well. So he was on that kind of pace last year before he got hurt with the ankle injury in the last three games. He also didn't have Matthew Stafford for the back half of the season. Keep that in mind. But Marvin Jones is an underrated receiver. He has been for several years. I think he got better ever since he moved from Cincinnati. But 12 TDs for Marvin Jones is my bold Lions prediction here in 2020. Sticking with Jones and sticking with the NFC North, the next team I'm going to talk about is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones is going to finish as a borderline RB2 this year. That's 
how I feel. I think it could be a crowd here for sure. The touchdown regression is going to happen from the 19 he had a year ago. He's going to get the new contract. We assume here this week at some point that's going to ease his uh, maybe motivation a little bit. You got a guy cutting into his uh, touches there from uh, Boston College and 8-8 Dillon, the rookie. You got Jamal Williams still around. So I'm just saying RB2 borderline at best for Aaron Jones uh, in that range. So maybe outside the top 20 and running back, I'll put it there uh, for his value. But he's going to be definitely disappointing if he goes and produces that way depending on his ADP. The next team we look at is the Houston Texans and Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to finish as a top 20 wide receiver. That's uh, my bold prediction for the Texans. So they lose DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably going to be an easy wide receiver one, but Brandon Cooks is going to be a better wide receiver two here. He's going as a wide receiver three, toggling with Will Fuller. He'll be the most productive Texans receiver as they replace DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of direct vacated targets there. So Brandon Cooks, wide receiver two in the top 20 is my next bold prediction. Sticking in the AFC South, we go to the Indianapolis Colts. Michael Pittman Jr., the rookie, is going to have a better fantasy season than T.Y. Hilton. Now, I don't know exactly what kind of season that is. I still think it could be a wide receiver three for the rookie from USC. But they got a lot of amounts to be there. Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Paschal. Got the tight ends to worry about. Phillip Rivers, the new QB. I think Pittman fits more with uh, Rivers' uh, style here, like a Keenan Allen type all over the field. So Michael Pittman will be the Colts' leading fantasy receiver. It could just be as a wide receiver three here as they spread the ball around and uh, very run heavy on this offense in Indianapolis to uh, greater success with Jonathan Taylor joining Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. All right, we got a third team, HIJ, in the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's my bold prediction for them. Kind of... uh, not maybe what you expect, but Tyler Eifert will have eight touchdowns this year. So that's a pretty nice number for Tyler Eifert. So there's some uh, backdoor stealing tight end one value out of Tyler Eifert. That is his initials, by the way, T-E-I. So you look at that, uh, I think he is going to be come through and be healthy. He's a good target for Gardner Minshew. He's in a good offense with Jay Gruden, West Coast oriented there. The wide receivers, there's not too much really after you get to DJ Chark, a lot of unreliable sources there. D.D. Westbrook fading, Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, not too much there. We know that developing for Minshew. So Eifert's going to be busy. He's going to get eight TDs, and he's going to have some tight end one viability. May not be a lot of yards, may not be a lot of catches there, but the scoring is going to definitely put him on the tight end radar for fantasy football here in 2020. The next team is your Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, as we go from J to K. Miko Hardman will finish as a wide receiver three. So top 36 for Miko Hardman. Uh, looking at Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, they're not the future of this team. Tyreek Hill has had some hamstring issues. Uh, I think Hardman's going to be better positioned to replace him. That's the way he was drafted. He's very similar to Hill. And I think I just don't trust Watkins or Robinson. So wide receiver three, it may not be huge numbers for Hardman, but viable, passable, a guy that you can definitely start more weeks rather than not at some point this season. I think it's going to be maybe a slow play into the offense, but an expanded role where it ends up with some wide receiver three value there for Kansas City. We stay in the AFC West for two more teams here. The Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs, 
finishes in the top five in running back. So Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott are three guys that I figure are going to finish close to their ranking at one, two, three. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a potential of the Chiefs. Uh, again, that's not too much of a stretch because he's already a high-end RB1. Josh Jacobs is going as a borderline RB1, RB2. I mean, he's going to see the ball a lot. They're run-oriented. They want to use two tight end sets a lot. Maybe three tight end sets uh, for the Raiders. He's a special talent. He's going to catch passes. They have limitations uh, other than Jalen Richard in the passing game, but Josh Jacobs is the bread and butter for the Raiders. He went in the first round for a reason. He can do everything. He's a complete back, very much like Elliott. I think he finds his groove here with the health and the supporting cast of the Raiders here in 2020 to finish with the top five running back. Our third team in a row that we'll talk about from the AFC West, Tyrod Taylor will finish as a QB 15. So that means he'll be the 15th best scoring QB this year. And part of that is his running ability. Part of that is his weapons. Part of that is that Justin Herbert likely is not going to start. He's got some good experience in Anthony Lynn's offense. Tyrod wants to keep that job as long as possible. He can run. That always helps. We know that boosts a fantasy player's value here. So Tyrod Taylor could be the best value here at quarterback. you find anywhere preseason. Uh, weekly, I like him right away against the Bengals. And he's a guy that I could see definitely displacing or helping displace some guy like Josh Allen by moving up the list. And uh, really taking advantage of his weapons. So good weapons. Mike Williams will come back at some point. They like their young receivers beyond uh, Keenan Allen there and Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler. So a lot of weapons there for Taylor. And he's going to do a lot better and be more efficient and use the running to score and be more viable than Phillip Rivers was last season. The next uh, team is the Los Angeles Rams. And Van Jefferson, I think, is, has an outside shot as a wide receiver three. Way more appealing than Josh Reynolds at this point. At that spot, they really love Jefferson. I think he has a chance to be their leading receiver as they spread the ball around. I do like Robert Wood still as the number one, Cooper Cook second, but Van Jefferson not too far behind. This offense has sustained three receivers before. Jefferson's a good route runner. He catches everything. He's sneaky fast. He has some production, NFL pedigree. Van Jefferson, watch out for him as a wide receiver three. Mike Gusecki, I'm going to say, is going to finish as a solid tight end one, maybe even in the upper half of tight end ones. They're going to use him as a third receiver. Devontae Parker a little banged up. Preston Williams coming off an injury. They've uh, had some guys opt out at receiver. They need Mike Isecki as they stretch the field and uh, spread sets here for Chan Gailey to operate as kind of slot receiver uh, hybrid uh, tight end here. So Mike Isecki, the top half of tight end ones, that's my bold prediction for the Dolphins. My bold prediction, uh, our final team of this segment that we'll hit for the Minnesota Vikings, is that Adam Thielen finishes a wide receiver three or worse here in 2020. I just don't love this investment. Back and hamstring issues. Justin Jefferson coming on strong. Very run-oriented team, run-heavy team. Don't use a lot of 11 personnel with spreading the field with three wideouts. They might ease in the rookie Jefferson in the slot where he's most comfortable. That would hurt Thielen who's been eating in the slot but doesn't do, do as well outside. So that's how I look at it. I think uh, Adam Thielen is going to disappoint as a wide receiver three at best here in 2020. All right, so there's another 11 bold predictions. We've gone through 21 teams. We still have 11 more to get to in our final segment. We'll do that here before uh, the end of the show. But first, got to tell you, check out our great shows here on the net- network. Uh, we got our old school NFL school show here with the 
do a Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson, former NFL and college scout. That's Peacock and Williamson here, the NFL podcast on the Lockdown Network. And don't forget our Lockdown NFL show. We rotate hosts, inside information throughout the week, local experts, all kinds of things covered for you over the course of uh, one week there on Lockdown NFL. So it's great fun, a different uh, group of uh, people hosting it every day, inside information you need throughout the week to uh, get you uh, into your NFL weekend. That's uh, Peacock and Williamson and Locked on NFL here on the network. We'll be right back here to uh, close the show with our final few bold predictions here from the New England Patriots to the Washington football team. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a few more bold predictions to get to uh, while uh, we uh, finish up the show here. So programming note, we'll go to regular season mode completely uh, for going forward here starting with Wednesday matchup Wednesday matchup Thursday so check it out we'll break down all the games for you and you can expect that every week throughout the 2020 NFL season so we uh, start with the Patriots in the, this segment for bold predictions and James White is going to be their best running back most productive and he's going to have solid RB2 status here so I think you look at the situation Damian Harris had a hand injury Sonny Michelle has been hurt Lamar Miller came in and was hurt so I mean, you just have to go to James White. He's been valuable in this role before. We know he's capable as a third-down pass catcher, and he's going to be key. Cam Newton, a lot of checkdowns to the backs. Here, James White, RB2, the best Patriots, running back, and the only one, really, I want to target in drafts this season, especially in half-point and full-point PPR. But even in standard, I think James White, with some touchdown potential here in this offense, the checkdowns, the volume, the yardage, uh, maybe some early running opportunities as well. I think that all adds up to RB2 in whatever format you look at, and maybe even higher in full PPR. All right, the next bold prediction as we go down to uh, New Orleans, uh, Drew Brees will finish as a QB2. Yep, another bold prediction for you. Josh Allen, Drew Brees are going to drop out here. So I got I like uh, Tom Brady and Carson Wentz in that same range there, borderline. I like Matt Ryan a lot more. I just think this is a running team. Latavius Murray, uh, Alvin Kamara are going to be healthy. They're going to score quite a bit there. The big plays are going to be limited here. I just don't see Breeze's numbers just totally going off the charts here. He was solid last year, but he could have easily fallen into RB2 status in terms of average points per game. I know he missed five games. That guaranteed, overall, he was not going to be a QB1, but I think in terms of points per game, even if he goes through all the games, he's a QB2 for me here in 2020. Let's go to the New York Giants, and uh, this is a dual prediction for their best player in fantasy football, the number two consensus overall pick. Because it's number two and it's number 26, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley is going to hit 2,000 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns here in 2020. So, okay, so we gave Christian McCaffrey 25. Barkley, I think the 2,000 yards from scrimmage, pretty doable, easy for Barkley. The 20 TDs are going to be tricky, but this offense, they're going to grind it out more, Be go through a lot more Barkley here. 2,020 with uh, one Jason Garrett calling the plays here. He's going to have a Zeke-like season for the Giants here in 2020. 
We go to the other New York team, the Jets, and also involving the backfield. LaMichael P. Ryan will end up leading the Jets in rushing yards. Now, before we get excited about this, keep in mind, it's going to be a split committee here between Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, and LaMichael P. Ryan. I think Bell's going to catch some passes here. Gore's going to plot along. But P. Ryan is going to end up as the leading rusher. So take that as it may, but that also means the Jets is a situation you want to avoid there in fantasy football in 2020. Definitely not interested in drafting Bell with uh, rumors of Gore seeing up to 40% of the touches, but we know Gore can break down. Bell's had some issues that could open the door for P. Ryan easily here in New York. The next team we'll talk about staying in green and going over to the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside becomes a viable wide receiver three. Yeah, this guy's not been drafted all that much. There just hasn't been much buzz outside of Philadelphia. There's been a lot of buzz inside Philadelphia. Jalen Rager's hurt. you got uh, Alshon Jeffrey hurt. You've got uh, Deshaun Jackson being a little older. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is a nice-bodied receiver. He's going to go out there, probably going to start in week one. Good matchup against Washington right away. Viable wide receiver three to watch. That J.J. Ortega-Whiteside of the Eagles. Number... 27 on our list of teams and bold predictions. The San Francisco 49ers, your reigning NFC champions. My bold prediction here is that Jarek McKinnon outscores Tevin Coleman. Okay, you thought I was going to say Raheem Mostert. No, I still like Mostert to be the lead back here, but McKinnon is going to have some pretty strong flex value. He's going to replace the value that Coleman had. They love McKinnon. They've stuck by him for two years despite the knee injuries. We know that Mike Shan- or Kyle Shanahan liked uh, Coleman from their days in Atlanta, but... We saw they pivoted to Mustard pretty quickly. Coleman's a little inconsistent there. McKinnon is a key kind of cog here in this offense. He's going to get some touches here. He's going to be what Matt Breida was for the most part, but a little bit more expanded on that. So, again, so Jarek McKinnon outscores Tevin Coleman in fantasy is my bold prediction for the 49ers. We're getting close to the end here. We've got the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson. I really like uh, Kyler Murray here as a QB1, but... I'm not saying I don't like Russell Wilson. I just think uh, the running is going to help Kyler Murray with some numbers, the volume of the passing game. Russell Wilson, my bold prediction is that in this year, he's going to set career highs in both touchdowns and yards. Now, all he has to do is get to 36 TDs, which I think he will do. 4,500 yards passing, which I think he can do. They're going to open up the offense a little bit more, we hope here. They're still run-oriented, but they're going to put the ball in Wilson's hands more. they got Philip Dorsett in the mix, Greg Olson to help uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So 36 and 4,500, about my rough estimates for what I expect from Russell Wilson. He's uh, had over 4,000 last year. The 30 is the easy clearing, so 36 TDs. I think I have to clear up that these are passing TDs, so they're going to come through the air. That would be a new career high for him as well as the 4,500 yards. I think 43 would be just as good here for his career yards. But I look at that and saying Wilson is going to have another solid year and uh, give you exactly what you need as a high-end, half, top-half uh, QB1 here in 2020. We mentioned about the guys like uh, Drew Brees and Josh Allen uh, falling out of the QB1s, people sliding up. Well, I like Ben Roethlisberger to slide up as well as Joe Burrow from the division. Steelers have a dominant defense, unlike the Bengals, so the volume might be high, but they're not that great at running the ball with James Conner. they got a lot of weapons here. Now with Chase Claypool, James Washington, you got uh, the established weapons, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson here. Eric Ebron can be a touchdown maker as well. Roethlisberger was QB3 just uh, two years ago when he was fully healthy before he uh, had the elbow issues. He's looked good throwing the ball. The receivers have looked good. 
Ben Roethlisberger slides into QB1. A very good value still on the board for fantasy football drafters. Our next team, uh, we're uh, third to last here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My bold prediction for them is that Leonard Fournette scores 10 TDs. I didn't like the Leonard Fournette signing for Tom Brady for this reason, that now they have someone to punch the ball in short to uh, cut into those short tight end and the wide receiver touchdowns that Brady likes to throw to. So they're going to use Fournette near the goal line. They can spread things out. they got the multiple tight ends, good uh, receivers there in short area. So Leonard Fournette, my bold prediction, he only had three last year for the Jaguars. It was a very good receiver and active for them. Leonard Fournette scores 10 TDs. Big positive touchdown regression for him in an offense that's going to score a lot of points here in 2020. Number 31 in the Tennessee Titans. This is a sleeper I like. Jonu Smith will finish as a tight end one. So he could be at the back end, tight end 10, 11, or 12 here overall. But I like Jonu Smith. They need a target to emerge after A.J. Brown, Corey Davis is on the outs here. They need to find someone else. And uh, Jonu Smith replacing Delaney Walker, helping uh, Ryan Tannehill. He's a guy that I'm targeting as a dart throw tight end later in drafts. But I feel like he's going to have a good return here if you take him as your tight end two, if you're not sure about your tight end one. Finally, we're at Washington football team. We know what happened with Adrian Peterson. He got released. The Lions got him. They like J.D. McKissick. They like uh, Antonio Gibson. But... The leading rusher for the Washington football team will be Bryce Love. I really like Bryce Love out of Stanford. He followed Chris McCaffrey there. He's had a healthy preseason here. That's good news. He could have been a really high pick had he not uh, had his uh, knee injury there coming out of Stanford. So really like him as a runner in college. Bryce Love is going to be the leading Washington football team running back now. That may not mean too much for fantasy. I think you might have a valuable flex play and then better matchups maybe in RB2 at times but Bryce Love to me is the more complete back than Antonio Gibson here and uh, the second year guy over the rookie is where I'm going deeper in the draft as well versus uh, expending a around 100 pick overall on uh, one Antonio Gibson so there you have it there's a bold prediction for all of your 32 NFL teams final fantasy football thoughts uh, bold ideas here to uh lead you into the regular season mode of Lockdown Fantasy Football. And don't forget, that'll begin tomorrow. Matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursday, lineup Friday. So we'll all talk about week one here the rest of the week. And we'll keep doing this uh, every week, our progressive known as uh, Lockdown Fantasy Football. So get on this ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to give you all the inside information, analysis you need here to dominate whatever kind of fantasy football you're playing in 2020. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Now tell your smart speaker to play most recent episode of Locked NFL. Have a great day. See you tomorrow with Matchup Wednesday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 